0: I lived in Launceston uh, a while ago, probably seven, seven, eight years ago. I lived in Launceston, so 200k away from where I'm now in Hobart, and I've gone, oh, I always liked the thought of running from Launceston to Hobart. I, I didn't, I don't think I'd planned to do it non stop, but. Wait, why did you like the thought? <laughs> why did you
1: like that thought? Oh, well, I guess. Cause... Hello, everybody, and welcome to Running from Comfort. Today's show, we have Chris Dalton. Now, Chris did something quite remarkable and honestly, when I first heard about it, I did not believe it. See, I was just at work, I was taking my break, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and this event pops up that says, Launceston to Hobart, 200km for Bears of Hope and I thought, what is this? So I open it and I saw it was a marathon and I was like, oh, is this like a relay where someone runs 50 kilometers and then someone else, no, no, no. It was one person, being Chris, running 200 kilometers from Launceston to Hobart why to raise money for this charity called bears of hope i could not believe this i was like 200 kilometers now having recently completed the book from david goggins can't hurt me i understand that he does ultra marathons that are about that long but david goggins is an elite world athlete chris dalton is your standard everyday bloke who just really really enjoys running so i said no i have to talk to this guy i have to find out what he's all about so in today's show you're going to hear the story of him doing the Launceston to Hobart, the 200-kilometer run, as well as also I try to dive into his mindset and find out what exactly it took for him to complete this run. And what I think is you can take out of today's show is just this idea that you can push yourself and you can exceed your expectations because I really believe a lot of us do not discover what our potential is in life. And part of that is, is because we don't actually get outside of our comfort zone. Now, of course, running 200 kilometers is a bit of an extreme, but I think there's a lot to learn. So I hope you all enjoy today's show. And if you do, do not forget to give this show a rating and a review. It would mean the world to me as we are just starting out. And also, head over to my Instagram at Galloway's underscore take and make sure you share this on there. And finally, if you want to see the video for this interview, then head over to my YouTube channel, Galloway's Take. Now, enjoy today's show, guys. So, here on today's show, Running from Comfort, I have a man who literally ran very far away from Comfort. He ran 200 kilometers from Launceston into Hobart for a good cause, a charity called Bears of Hope. Today we have Chris Dalton.
0: Chris, How are you going? Thank How you. Are we? I'm good, I'm good. Um, recovered, which is the easiest way to easiest way to say it after the run. <laughs> two weeks removed, aren't we? Yeah, so uh, a week and six days. <laughs> it's, uh, six da- uh, it's two weeks um, for the finish tomorrow afternoon. I'll say very early on,
1: my biggest surprise was to actually just see how well you've like recovered in fact just to see you standing right now i'm just like wait hang on aren't you supposed to be all banged up like micro fractures and all that bullshit yeah
0: no i was i was kind of lucky um you before you came came in here so i was at um Lula lemon hobart today we had a bit of a, a group run and it was my first run since um since the i guess the the event and um yeah i Physio Nick, as I called him. Magic Hands, I started calling him through the um, through the run. He looked after me for the whole the whole period. He was on board the motorhome that um, that we had and, yeah, constantly working me over and, and just checking on me and making sure I was okay. And he even came around the day after. Um, but outside of, yeah, just obviously 200 k's of um, feet time, um, <laughs> giving me a bit of ITB grief. Um, a blister on the left leg was about it. And just overall tiredness because there was... Yeah, 15 minutes total sleep over the night, and that was it.
1: You washed it out, mate. Just absolutely (laughs) boshed it. Your body, (laughs) it was ready, apparently. Apparently. So just before we, um, I want to talk about that more in detail, but just before we go into that, what I wanted to talk to you about first was tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah, Jordan, what, yeah, tell us, go on.
0: Yeah, I guess um, I'm, I'm kind of your average, I'd say average runner, apart from obviously doing some longer events. Um, in regards to running, I yeah, I started running, oh, it would be 2006 or so, I was doing a boot camp and um, oh, the boot camp was going to do Ross 10K as a, as a group and I've gone, oh yeah, I'll go and do the 10K and it was a very small field, but I came fourth, I did 43 minutes for 10k whereas your elites will do 28 29 minutes so definitely not nowhere near an elite elite athlete but then after that I've gone oh why not just keep going so I did another couple of 10ks and then I did a marathon within three and a half months and a six and a six hour race uh, on a track yeah four months later so that that whole idea of just pushing myself to try and go harder rather than just stick at that same that same comfort level I guess um kind of took place but outside of that yeah I I work for Samsung Samsung Electronics so I'm yeah in in the the mobiles going have been in telco for years um, running stores and things I've got a I've got a wife I've got um 5 year anniversary yesterday and then Congratulations. I got two thank you I've got um and two little bubs so uh, I got a five and a well, five and a bit year old, and then a nine month old. So I guess the the nine month old nine month old's arrival um, was kind of the the catalyst to me raising money for Bears of Hope. So um, yes, yeah. So
1: tell us a bit about Bears of Hope.
0: Yeah. So Bears of Hope. Um, I, they haven't supported me. Um, directly, but my running group that I look after, Soulmates. Um, so I started the running group three, four four and a half years ago when I moved back to Hobart and didn't have many people to run with. Um, so I started running with a, a mate or two, helped them train, et cetera, and the running group grew. And now it's yeah quite, quite large and around the state we've got people running left, right, and centre. But um, young couple in the running group, probably the, the nicest couple and just nicest family in general um, I've probably ever come across. Uh, they were pregnant with their first first bub, um, but they lost Lily 25 weeks into the pregnancy. Um, so that hit home, and it was very close to, um, I guess, when we were we were due to have a, our second child. And they also, I didn't know this up until very close to having um, having Sky our our most recent bub. That they lost twins as well, um, which 10 weeks along into that pregnancy. So in uh-huh. the space of yeah 18 months, they'd lost three children. Um, without being able to have them, have them kind of come into the world. So the day we had Sky, I was kind of, um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I guess I felt guilty the fact that we had a healthy child because um, I guess Andrew and Emma had lost, had lost these babies, and um, we're sitting there with two very healthy girls. So then I found out that um, Bears of Hope, um, an organisation, volunteer organisation, uh, they help couples through this time and families, uh, etc. through this time with support packages. So um, they'll tag a little bear for them to take home. So they've got something to take home. Um, I guess obviously support, they do grief workshops, they do Memorial um, memorial days where they remember the babies lost throughout, um, throughout Tassie and the different states. So yeah, just a, a huge support network, but obviously they need funds to be able to, to keep doing what they do. So I thought, well, rather than just doing, a marathon here or, or an ultra etc and i've done up to 100 100k before um i was i was doing 100k run anyway um and i thought oh, i'll raise some money for them so i raised a few grand but then i lived in launceston uh, a while ago probably seven seven eight years ago i lived in launceston so 200k away from where i'm now in hobart and i've gone oh I always liked the thought of running from Launceston to Hobart. I, I didn't, I don't think I'd planned to do it non-stop. but. Wait, why did you like the thought? Why did you like that thought? Well, I guess cause I, I'd done a hundred and a hundred is always a test. You, you can't be ready for it. And the way I train, I don't train enough and um, my diet isn't, isn't the best. So I'm always, I'm always outside of my comfort zone whenever I do a run. Um, but I've just gone, oh, I've done a hundred. Two hundred is, it's not a logical step, but it's double what I've done in the past so a nice challenge and then obviously if you're going to raise money I think and then you're going to put a, a physical component to it it needs to be that that something truly outside your comfort zone I, I just wouldn't feel right going I'm going to raise money because I'm going to do a 10k because I've done those so I think I needed to I needed to pick something that was going to be hard um, logistically and and physically and yeah 200 and Launceston to Hobart seemed like The right way to go. (laughs)
1: Honestly, I think even at 100 kilometres, like I would just think you're pushing it. Like I would, I'd get behind 100 kilometres myself. And then, because I'll just briefly, when I first found out about you, one of my friends was attending your Facebook event, and I first saw it, and I'm thinking, oh, what's this? Is this like a relay? Like someone's going to run 30k, someone's going to run 30k? It's like, no, that's not just one person, is it? Surely not. So then I hit my friend up, and I'm like, who is this crazy motherfucker? Is he really doing 200 kilometres? Is this a real thing? He's like, yeah, it's happening tomorrow. I was like. What? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, and I think that's what a lot of people thought because you see two hundred, um, and yeah, it's a it's a big number. But I, I mean, it wasn't me, but I had people there, thankfully, helping me, uh, helping me through it, physio, etc., and and support runners. But yeah, it, it was definitely. I think that the idea was outside the comfort zone, and then the actual physical feat ended up being. Very much. <laughs> Very much. So early on, actually, surprisingly early on, I thought I was going to be okay for a lot longer than I was until things started to get a bit nasty. So
1: how far did it take for things to get nasty uh, and to find nasty as well? Yeah,
0: so I guess Magic Hands Nick. He, um, I, I did visit him uh, once before the run because we talked about obviously catching up and working out any pre-existing yeah injuries or niggles and things like that. And I'd had a a bit of a sore calf at the start of kind of all my runs for a little while. It just subsided after a bit. So I was worried about the calf, but I wasn't worried at all about anything on my right leg really. Um, But yeah, about 25, 30 K into 200, um, I started having this just shooting ache through my right leg. And I'm like, well, this is lovely. We're 30 odd K in, we've got 170 to go. Um, This isn't looking promising. So uh, every 5K I had the motorhome um, stopping and getting food and a drink and stuff just to keep hydrated early. But um, it began to be Nick looking after me and kind of working on my leg. So um, when we got to Campbelltown, which is about 65K, he worked me over again because the last 100, 150 metres to the motorhome was agony. I was kind of still running at that point, like a lot of the a lot of the run, but um, I'd have walk breaks up little hills and stuff and just, it was just pure agony trying to get, um, trying to move as we got to the motorhome. And he worked over me a couple more times through, uh, probably until about 90K and he, he managed to get that, um, get that under control. So that, that kind of dissipated and then, Yeah, we got into the the night stages and then new things arose. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. But just
1: just quick, just before we go into the night stage, just quickly. So at 30Ks you're in agony. Was there any like worry or doubt at all? Like, oh shit, like am I gonna be able to do this? Like Did 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 I chew off more than I can
0: chew? Yeah, well I think my wife in the lead up week, so I'd get back from a morning run and I'd kind of have a bit of a whinge about. oh, I feel rubbish. Oh, I really struggled today, and the first, one of the first things every time you go. Oh, I think you are just bitten off more than you. That, those exact words too. <laughs> maybe you've bitten off more than you. Thanks. She is the best support I'll ever have. She's always there every run I do. But those comments aren't the most supportive, and she's she she tells me how it is. And um, yeah, there were especially when it's thirty odd k, and if I was, one hundred and twenty or one hundred and thirty k, and add another add another figure onto the front of it, and. I probably wouldn't have minded because I expected some pain, but when you're 30 odd K, 30 to 60, and you've got, yeah, two thirds of it to go. um, Definite concern. And those kind of things went around in my mind going, oh, am I gonna be that guy who said, I'm gonna do something and then pull out at 100 K or 120. And I guess the thought of the cause and the thought that I'd kind of signed up for it, so. (laughs) I had to do it how much of a mental game would you say it was oh huge huge yeah I it was one of those ones where I guess any race is like that but this was more so I knew I drive that road every week and I know every little bit of it and I was constantly just thinking I'm going to get to St. Peter's Pass, and it's lumpy. I'm going to get past Oatland's and then I've never run through the night. Uh, I haven't run more than 100 and I'm like, I'm feeling like this now. How am I going to feel in X amount of time? And I don't feel very well as well. So that, um, I don't drink enough water normally when I run by myself I don't eat enough um, and I kind of flag after about 30k on training runs and just get through it. But this, I'm like, I'm already in a heap kind of, needing a physio to work on me after 30 to 40 to 50K. What, what's it going to look like in five, 10, 15, 20 hours? Who knows? Um, and just had to had to deal with it and just keep going. Was there anything
1: particularly that you like did to deal with it? Was there any particular like thoughts that you had? That... I d-
0: yeah, I just kept thinking about the cause and going, well, obviously the, the young families or, or any of the families are going through, they put up with a lot. Uh, and, and deal with a lot. And in the end, it's it's pain. You can push through pain. And I kind of told the physio and the, the lovely lady that had crewing, if, if I get to a point and I'm really struggling, or right, if I get to a point where they know I'm physically probably doing real, real damage to myself, then all right, then I'll concede. But up until that, I said, I'll keep going no matter what. Um, and that was, that was the thing I've gone, I'm gonna do it. It just is gonna take a lot longer than, if I have to walk, if I have to hobble, I'll do that. And I ultimately did for the last 20K, but um, yeah, if I have to, I, I will. It's just, I think I read on one it. of your
1: posts somewhere, like if I have to crawl, yeah. I was like, you know what? This won't surprise me if he does. But. Yeah,
0: it was, it was very much. It was whatever, whatever it took to get 200 done. Just what, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever it took. Whatever it took. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I, look honestly, I've never ran more than a few kilometers myself. Like, I, I start, I start getting like pain. I'm like, oh nah, you know what? My legs hurt. I think, I've, how many ca- how many calories that? Look, 300 calories. That's good. All right, That's time to go home. Effort. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think I burned about. Uh... 26,000 or something along those lines. Uh, Did you so, have a Fitbit on tracking that? Uh, I had like? I had a watch which I had continually um, hooked up to a power bank because most watches don't like lasting more than 10 or 15 hours so mm. uh, <laughs> that was my main concern having it tracked you got to have it tracked.
1: Yeah all right so now getting getting back to it so you said as you as a night time came on yep. there was more challenges that lurked around so what
0: yeah, so the longest I'd ever done anything, I did a 100k trail race and I don't do trail running at all and I'd started that run a while ago um, with a torn calf before I'd started the race. So I was always going to do the race and had it patched up and I was out there for 17 hours and that was the longest I'd ever been. I finished about 11 o'clock at night and the night, didn't know what, was that, what that was going to be like, getting past 17 hours, I know how bad I was that time um, so getting past 17 hours i had no idea as well so and fueling for that long feeling well because i was being fed and um kind of guided through what i was eating so i got to oatlands 115 115k in 16 hours i was really really happy with that and then um yeah we you've got a, a lovely hill called um called spring hill and it's got a little little sign on the top that says highest point on the midlands highway um however many meters 460 meters above sea level or something and just before we hit that hill um i'd stopped for a bit of a fuel break and they were kind of force feeding me some food and i had something that the texture just wasn't great and i was struggling to kind of get food in after 120 25k anyway and let's just say yeah all that food that i'd put into the body 17 hours total uh in four violent quite violent uh efforts was all of a sudden sitting on the side of the highway so uh, I've
1: got to be a bit graphic here which end
0: uh front front yeah so it was it was straight out of where I'd originally been eating and it was after that I kind of felt good for about a minute and then working my way up the hill I started kind of staggering about and kind of really being out of it and the support runners I had there with me they were Starting to get concerned, so that led to me being kind of pulled over halfway up the hill, sitting down with a, a sleeping bag over me, shaking, trying to trying to get something into me. Um, so that was we're hitting that concerning stage. We're 13 hours in, in to yeah, or well, um, 19 hours in, 130k, 125k in, and I'm in that sort of state. Um, so I got moving after that, and a lot of t- <laughs> you starting to think, oh, "Well, this is this is turning nasty," and we still got the whole night to go. Uh, then got to the top of Spring Hill, and they kind of they pleaded with me to have a sleep, and I said I didn't want to sleep the whole thing. I just said I'm going to run through. So I said, "All right, I'll have five minutes." And then they laid me down in the back of the van and I looked at my watch. I remember looking at my watch and going, all oh, right, five minutes. And then I hear this knock on the door and I wake up and it's 15 minutes later and I go, "Ah, oh, cheeky. Okay, so they they did that and, um, yeah, we, we set off. It wasn't very fast and the walking... I'm surprised you didn't crash out for about 15 I, hours. <laughs> I would have. If I, if I was allowed, I would have. Um, so, yeah, we kept going, got through and it was a lot. I definitely perked up after that little 15-minute sleep, but... Yeah, things had already hit a wall. So um, that night period was definitely hard. I had a good good crew with me. But we then kind of got into the the kind of the sun came up or just as about as the sun was coming up, we were hitting we were Kempton and kind of that was a hobble into the crew, um, kind of a, a lay down to eat some breakfast. My, my true diet came in. I went into mood food at Kempton and got... Couple of chicken medallions, a seafood stick, and an up and go. Um, That's great. <laughs> <and> right <laughs> nutrition, right? Yeah, there. and then at the the top of the hill out of Kempton, I um, had a thick shake delivered. So uh, <laughs> I started to get into what I'd normally do on long runs. I, I don't eat well. I don't yeah. I don't look after the body that <laughs> well. So, but it, it did the trick. <laughs> had you researched much
1: nutrition about what you need to eat? doing an ultra marathon leading into this at
0: all i kind of know what i should be eating but i end up going with what i know which is yeah um milo pouches amazing (laughs) little milo yogurt pouches um yeah barista iced chocolate powerade coke red bull so i had a few red bulls on the on the run just as that kind of boost um thick shake i've been well known to have a thick shake and a, a cheeseburger at 60 or six hours or seven hours when I've done 100k races so um people have a giggle about that but if if it sits well in your stomach and it gives you some energy then stick with it it probably doesn't give you continual energy <laughs> and I, and the physio and everyone was kind of just rolling their eyes if they had have chosen what I was eating it would have been a lot different but I'll say that's one thing I kind of felt not in control of, but I was confident in that I knew I could at least eat a lot of that stuff and not have any issues in regards to not being able to enjoy the taste and I could continually eat that stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I also think I read somewhere too. you at some some point in the later part of the run you were starting to smash Red Bulls was that
0: yeah yeah so I was actually when we got to Mangalore which is oh about 150 oh no will be 165k in I reckon and I was literally pretty much sleepwalking I was kind of eyes closed and kind of kind of wobbling along and I had of the support runs because I had people there pretty much for the whole run uh, either side of me just <laughs> making sure I wasn't, I wasn't falling off and they, they stopped me they they pleaded this is the time they actually pleaded they're like you're having a sleep and I'm like no I, I, I like to think I'm pretty upbeat and I was quite nice to them the whole the, the crew and everyone around me and I'm like no just give me a Red Bull Give me a flask of coke and just leave me let me let me get it done because we're, we're under 40 odd k to go so i just wanted it done um so i had my red bull i uh, had another red bull i had, a, had probably two or three before that but this was one i like i want my red bull give it to me <laughs> had my red bull it perked me up a bit and then yeah, physio Nick went into the, the camper and got me my flask of Coke, but then about oh, a K down the road, I actually had a drink out of it, and he'd put water in it, and he'd watered it down, and I was a little bit sandy. <laughs> I was not impressed at all. Watered so, down Coke. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, so, But that Red Bull just... No different to Coke, perk. I guess. So. No, it, oh, no, it was worse than that. It was a lot more watered down. Um, so, yeah, that, that Red Bull definitely gave me a perk. Wings? And, not so much, I wish I knew legs would have been nice <laughs> would <have> been nicer <laughs> than wings,
1: yeah, so continuing on with this run, so you said you 're at this point now you 're almost like sleepwalking, yep. you 've got this red bull, so and the sun 's up at this time, yes, so now you 're going for the home stretch Have you got like the rocky music like going through your head i
0: had we had someone actually um join in with with music, uh, he joined in late, and that was that was nice, and we had a we had through Oatlands so at kind of midnight we had. Bit of 80s and 90s music blaring on the speakers. I don't know what the Outlands locals thought of us, but <laughs> definitely my dog is named Rocky. Actually, speaking of which, oh. my German Shepherd named Rocky. Rocky is a big part, and those, that kind of thing. We had either Tiger pop up at one point, and and Holy Grail hunters and collectors. They were, they were two. I remember those songs just standing out and kind of, yeah. When I'm sitting there hobbling, I started running, and it's like, oh, okay, I can run again. And then the song stops, and yes, it kind of stop. Um, but probably the big thing that. Apart from it being under 40k to go, that's a nice little thing. Um, the fact that I had so many people around, because we would've had what, 15 people by that 40k to go mark joining in, and Andrew and Emma, the ones who yeah had lost had lost the bubs. Uh, Emma actually, what are we, four days ago, just had uh, her first child. Oh, so congratulations. successfully healthy, the whole work. So she, waddled down to um to greet so she was well and truly well along uh to being ready to pop and she even managed to do a little bit of a jog to try and shake the baby out we were we were always joking <laughs> in the lead up to the run that um yeah it'd be nice if she if that happened on the same weekend as the run um but it didn't happen so that's fine um but yeah i think that that group of people made it kind of helped that comfort zone i was i was I just, oh, just wanted it over by then. But the people around definitely helped, helped the doubts kind of dissipate and more just, all right, we're at a point, we've got 40k to go and it just needs to be done now. Um, and I guess having those people there, you're not going to sit there and go, it hurts too much when you've only got 40k to go, you've done 160. It just I felt bad because they were coming to join in for a run a run, and I'm sitting um, hobbling along on the side of the road, but... The, so you felt bad that you weren't running anymore? It's pretty much what it was. Uh, I, had a, I had a couple of my mates actually joke, uh, cause they donated and go, oh, what do you mean you're walking? I want my money back. <laughs> I'm joking, but um, yeah, I know what they mean. It's like, I'd, I'd put it up as the run, and I knew what I was in for, and I knew I wasn't gonna be running all of it, but they, they definitely let me know about it. So your mentality at this
1: point is just, I've already done 160, I've yep. just got to get it done.
0: Yeah, uh, there was a, there was a moment getting into Mackers because uh, toilets, I will say, on the Midlands Highway are very few and far between. So mm. that was that was another comfort zone that I wasn't expecting for <laughs> about three k. <3K>. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I I survived until McDonald's Bridgewater. Uh, that, was probably one of the, that was almost one of the most uncomfortable feelings for yeah, the last K before McDonald's Bridgewater. I was, in a, I was in a state and it wasn't my legs I was worried about. So maybe I just needed to hold it for the last 20K because that took every bit of pain out of my mind and I was just focused on McDonald's Bridgewater Amenities and utilizing those. <laughs> um, but once that was done, then it's like, oh, okay, that's done. Now I've got 20, 20K to go, a half marathon basically to go, and it's going to take a long time. It's going to be a three hour, four hour, five hour job for 20K, whereas normally I could go and do 20K just on a training run in an hour 50.
1: Uh, yeah, so it was a bit of a
0: slug fest at that point. Well, a long shot, yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you're looking, it was turned into 12 and 13 minute Ks and my cruise pace normally when I run is around the 5 minute K. So, it was a hobble, it was a shuffle. Um, but it was a consistent stream of people coming to support as well. Yeah. And tell us
1: about that. So, you said a few of your friends even did a whole 100 Ks with you.
0: Yeah. So, I had a, had a guy join in and he did 106. His longest before that was 64. Wow. Uh, I had That's, enough, yeah. Hats off, man. I was... I, I thought I might have one or two overnight but I think we had eight running midnight, morning, um, It was It was crazy and then um, we had yeah, a few people do mid-90s. Uh, I kind of got stuck into them a little bit and it's like, why don't you do the extra Ks and do 100? <laughs> uh, you got to have your triple figures. And then we had, yeah, um, just a lot of people joining in to be a part of it and especially that last 20, 30, 40K, etc. Uh And that's probably what made that comfort zone a lot nicer than it could have been. Having that support, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. All right.
1: So then, coming up to getting getting to the finishing point of this, how was so you up Bridge Water? So we're twenty k's away yep. from the finish.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, twenty k. It was hobble. It was. I think I may have got a run up for maybe two k total of that last twenty combined. You if did, we you combined did run, it. I did Explain. little bits. I tried to. Uh, it wasn't pretty, and it wasn't enjoyable. But then um, getting to I guess that last few k, um, that's where it really got really got nasty. But I did manage to run into the mall to finish. I thought if I'm going to finish this thing, I've got to run into the mall when I when I finish it. It was um, I couldn't walk to finish it. Had to be a run. I at least had to do the last two three hundred meters running, and I managed to do that. But um, yeah, that last twenty, that was the most pain and most discomfort I've probably ever been in doing any running I've been injured and stuff but this was this was just all over just fatigue cumulative fatigue yeah lack of sleep um, pain in the knee the the hot spot which when I changed my shoes at 160k I found out turned into a very large blister just Everything combined, and the emotion of it all as well. So, um, Maria from Bears of Hope Town here actually sent a video message to one of the support runners to show me, and it was kind of her thanking me for everything. And I teared up under my sunglasses while I was about eight k away from the finish, and I'm sitting there trying to look tough and wear my sunnies, and I've got my I've got tears in my eyes watching the watching the um the video, and I thought, well... Okay, uh, that was that emotional that emotional um, shift happened as well. So it was yeah, just that last that last bit was brutal. Um, so the the kind of sight of Hobart being hmm. a k or two k away was a, a bit of a blessing, but it was also still I've still got two k to go. <laughs> I just want it done. Yeah.
1: Hey guys, are you enjoying today's show? If so, do us a favour screenshot you listening to this on your smartphone and then upload it to your Instagram story and tag me at Galloway's underscore take. You guys have no idea how much it would mean if you could do this for me. As we are just starting out, I'm trying to get as much exposure as I possibly can. And if you are enjoying, why not share it with the people that you know? So, hey, make sure you put that on your Instagram feed and I promise I will reshare it myself. Now, back to today's show. Uh. So here we are so you're 2 Ks away from Hobart how are how are we at this point? you're almost uh, there.
0: I was over it. I was definitely over it and just in that in that headspace where it's just like it's literally 2k. it's what's that one percent of the run left. Um, it's it's literally it's a survival it's, I wouldn't even say survival because it was gonna get done. it was just pain so. I tried periodically to kind of run or shuffle or hobble for 50 meters or 100 meters and that necessarily wasn't happening, but I had a stream. I probably had 25 people with me at this stage running. So the the support network there was huge and it definitely helped get me through. Um, The actual side of, I guess, the Cenotaph area, which is all of about 600, 700 meters away, um, maybe a K away from, the mall where I was going to finish that is definitely that was a a blessing because I looked at it and gone literally it's okay I know this I run around here all the time and I run most of the the spots since Bridgewater McDonald's um a lot so I knew every kind of lump I knew where it was going to be dead flat I knew if there was going to be a downhill so that that last little bit I just yeah it was just survival and getting it done um and just making sure it was making sure it was complete and probably the making sure it was 200 as well because I didn't (laughs) want to get to the mall and have one ninety eight. because You, <laughs> you need to go. I had to have two hundred, and yeah, ultimately it was two hundred point three k. So it was about as close to yeah, as close to perfect as I as I
1: could have managed. And then at this point, so you know the mall's coming up. You want to throw into the mall. So how were you preparing yourself for that last stretch where you um, knew you were gonna?
0: I just picked the point where I was going to definitely run. I wasn't looking forward to running it, but I've gone, all right, if when I get to the top of uh, the corner of the bus mall and Macquarie Street, it's about 200 meters straight down, I'm going to I'm going to run from there. And I was just running into the mall um, and knowing that that was the end. I knew it was the end, but what I didn't know is there were going to be people waiting in the mall. I thought I might've had two or three people waiting in the mall and no, I got around the corner and actually decided to run and, there's 20 odd people sitting in the mall and they've got some, um, they got some red and white tape to stream across like a finish line. It was uh, tape which had danger written on it. I felt like I should have ran through that at the start of the run uh, <laughs> rather than at the finish. Um, but yeah, definitely seeing that they had music going, so they had a speaker and music going. They had the final countdown. The final countdown. Uh, yeah, was the finish song. Um, Did that
1: start getting the going? It
0: was. It was starting to get emotional, and I'm like, I have. I've done. I've done a couple of men That was with not enough training, as always, and I got through that and I didn't train enough for those. So I didn't have that whole your Ironman finish where you break down and like, I see it, like I've seen videos where people break down because they've just done an Ironman and they've done all this training and I've never had that moment where I've been emotional at the end of a, a run. Yeah, I've been tired and stuff. Um, I had one race where I had a really just personal stuff was was happening, etc. And that was emotional, but this was... This was just a huge build-up, et cetera, and the emotions really started to hit that last 200. Um, and there's, yeah, there's plenty of videos, et cetera, where my wife was at the end. And yeah, I started tearing up when she was hugging me. And I think since we've been married five years, it's probably one of the longest hugs we've had in five years. Oh, it was, wow. um, she was also supporting me because I was probably ready to collapse. Um, <laughs> just yeah, holding you up there. Just, it was just a big thing of emotion to that last 200 meters just, knowing all right this is all I have to run and then then it's done everything that the funds have been raised the awareness has been raised and uh, the the scariest part of doing the 200k is finally over and surprisingly a lot quicker than oh I imagined man. it was going. going to be as well yeah and were you scared at this point to take your shoes off? Yeah, definitely, because that the hot spot. So I changed my shoes twice. To, oh, once I changed them once. So I did one hundred and sixty k total, non-stop in this one pair of shoes. And we're getting into Baghdad, and it just I feel gritty. And I've gone, oh yeah, it's probably time. I haven't changed them, so I changed them and put on a different brand that I used to that I used to wear. And the hot spot on my back left heel was. Yeah, it just started really hurting. I'm like, oh, obviously they're fitting different. I took the shoes off, and yeah, people were surprised at how, in general, my feet, they were looking pretty good. But then on the left heel, there was a yeah, a, a blister the size of probably oh, three or four 50 cent pieces stacked oh. together. Uh, very, very large. And I haven't had many blisters in my life, but this thing was, this made up for all the ones I haven't had. It was ridiculous. So <laughs> that, and yeah, just, Overall aching and and pain of the legs uh, and just fatigue and tightness, but it was just that blister that was that was an unpleasant surprise that I didn't need. <laughs>
1: All right, so just in terms of this run itself, is there anything that it's taught you about yourself or about life
0: after completing it? Yeah, I think people who I guess if anybody's doing this consistently, like really like. It's their life to to raise funds and awareness, the passion. Like I had a lot of passion and I probably would have, I would have had more passion if it obviously impacted me directly, but that was the key for me for this whole event is having the passion to go, well, this is something that needs awareness. Um, Obviously, because I'm a a father, it, it affected me anyway, but yeah, just having that passion was one of the things and I've got it in some parts of my life, but I kind of wish I had it in all of the parts because I think of how how much more productive and things if I had the same passion for that as I did for everything, like day-to-day activities. If you go, oh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put everything into mowing the lawns. I don't want to mow the lawns. <laughs> the wife well, mow You can't the lawns. be passionate about no, everything. it would be nice. Like even even yeah, some of the things that you are just things that you do, you always do day-to-day. If if I that even a partial even of that passion that things I had to do, activities I had to do to, to get through, that would, it would definitely make things easier. Um, I thought I was mentally, I knew I was kind of mentally strong doing hundreds and stuff, but this proved, I think that, yeah, I hit another level of mental mental toughness and stubbornness um, and just pushing through. I I hit a point where I've never, yeah, Thrown up on a run, and I didn't know how that was going to affect me. And I've gone well, all right. I can do that now. That's a that's a new <laughs> that's a new skill I've got. I can um, I can I can throw up and keep going if I really want to. Um, if Tactical I get yeah, if I now know what a, a real good blister feels like, and I'll probably do something to mitigate if that happens. I'll I'll go to a meadow or something if I'm doing another run, and I'll go. Can you do something about this now, so I don't have to deal with it for 30k? So, um, and just yeah, it's. I think it's just knowing once again, like I know a hundred or right, I can get through a hundred, but 200 getting through that, I can go, well, whenever something gets really, really dark and really, really hard now, you can get through the other side. You don't have to stress and go, ah, oh, this is the end. If you get through that nasty, nasty patch, it will get better. Well, it didn't get a lot better, but it got better and I survived. So. I almost think of it. So I'm growing my beard for the second time. Um, I had I had a good beard for six six and a half month beard and it looked amazing. And everybody goes, oh, I can't do it. It kind of gets to that two three week mark and it gets itchy. That's what I'm thinking of this run. <laughs> the the 120 odd k mark was my itchy phase, and, <laughs> and I pushed through the itchy phase and got 200 done. And it's the same with I think of it as a beard now. So I'm looking forward to to having it back because I started fresh and I've gone yeah get past that itchy phase in your life and then push through, and you'll end up with something with something pretty awesome.
1: That's awesome. Life <laughs> advice from Chris. It's all about getting past the itchy beard Get phase. past the itchy beard that, face. Things will get better. Yep.
0: That's, I'm going to write a book of inspirational quotes. I've only got that one. <laughs> I've got that one, but it's going to be different beards with that same post on it. I'm looking forward to it. Beards that inspire. Yep. I don't know.
1: <laughs> there we go. All right. That's been awesome. So, are you going to plan on doing any other long runs like this?
0: Um, not two hundred. <laughs> no, two hundred is. Don't you have no. to push your comfort zone? Oh, three hundred yeah. next? I've cons- I thought, oh, maybe from like my, I'm 35 now. Maybe for my 50th, I can go do it again the same course. At 50. Yeah. Oh like no. you see it. Oh, they say when you get older, you get better uh, with long distance and stuff. Maybe you got more time to train. But um, yeah. No, I think. A hundred. It sounds silly (laughs) that a hundred sounds nice now, but a hundred does because it's, for me, it's 10, 11, 12 hours. It's not a, I go without sleep for a night, Um, but, and I've got to keep the wife happy as well because, that that was, that was a that was a pretty uh, I think she made sure our life insurance was up to date because uh <laughs> she was she was pretty confident something was gonna happen there. I think it's just uh it took a lot of time, like a lot of weekends. My main running was weekends, so I'd head out five in the morning and go for five hours. So the mornings were gone with my family. So if you're going to yeah, invest time in it, that takes a toll so I'd like to do another i think two hundred yeah two fifty three hundred is is definitely a a challenge, but just not yet <laughs> so i think i'll I'll challenge myself for Fast hundreds, uh,
1: fast hundred k's. My um, ultramarathon with cause, David Goggins
0: because yeah, they are. I mean, they are definitely a hundred is is still a, a big challenge. But trying to get faster and really pushing yourself for hundred, that's going to be that that next test. Um, I've got a marathon in ideally three weeks. I want to do, and that's going marathon in three yeah, weeks. Yeah, and that's going to be that's going to be way outside. Because I went for a small run this morning, and six k was like oh, six k. I haven't run for two weeks, and it felt. Like legs were still aching, so I don't know how a How long's a marathon? Ready? Forty-two. So. Oh, easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> in stamina, yes, but the way the body's feeling, I'm not quite sure. So yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll do something, something else, but I'm just not sure of exactly what yet.
1: <laughs> oh, Chris, it's been a pleasure we're going to end this here but just before we go Bears of Hope where can people find it where can they donate
0: yeah so Bears of Hope um, I guess if yeah they've got Facebook they've got uh, obviously a website so if you look for Bears of Hope um, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support um, for me the donations stay open until the end of the month um, but the pages still stay live I found out so okay. I had people still donating like a month or two after the, the first initial thing so if you literally go on Facebook um, <laughs> there's only one page called it funnily enough Launceston to Hobart 200 kilometers is the easiest way to find it. <laughs> if you search that, I'm pretty certain I'm still the only page called know about 200km run.
1: Uh, well, you know, what? All right, here's, here's what I'm going to do. This is my commitment. So I'm not launching until next month, but yep. seeing as we've got the video footage as well, um, I'm going to release this one early on YouTube. Yep. And I'm going to see if we can get any, if we can get that up there so we can get people supporting this cause Fantastic.
0: for you. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, well, we... Um, Smashed the overall, or well, hit the goal of 10K. The original goal was 10K. So you Actually, hit that? Two, yeah, it was, originally it was 6,014, but then in my mind I had a secondary goal. So 6,014, because it was double the amount I raised when I did my 100K run. I thought, oh, double distance means double money. But we only hit 11K, so... Scaling up. It'd be nice to, yeah, 11K lets them... At the moment, lets them tag bears, tag a lot of bears for support packages. Lets them; um, it pays for their memorial service. It pays for a grief workshop. It does a lot for bears of hope in Tassie, and then obviously funds etc. will go to the the national, the national um, uh, bears of hope as well. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Alright
1: it's been a pleasure. Thank Lovely.
0: You. Thank you very much.
1: All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, do not forget to give this a rating and review and make sure you share this with somebody else who you think could enjoy now. If you haven't already, make sure you check out my Instagram page at Galloways underscore take and hit me up on there. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I want to know your thoughts. And also, check out the description notes for today's show. I'm leaving a link so that if you want to go support Bears of Hope and donate some money towards Chris's run that he completed last month, then do so. Alright, anyways guys, that's it. I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you all in the next one.